Welcome to Homeschool Your Way, the upbeat, open-minded podcast that informs and affirms your choices about your kids' education. We'll provide a buffet of ideas to inspire you to homeschool your way, because your way is the best way. All of the content on the Homeschool Your Way podcast is provided for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical or legal advice. The views expressed by the hosts or guests of the show are not necessarily endorsed by Bookshop. Welcome to Homeschool Your Way. My name is Jana Cook, Bookshark's community manager and your guest host. In today's episode, I'm joined by Amy Melsick, founder of Rock Your Homeschool. We will be discussing growth mindset and how it applies to homeschooling. As parents, we want to inspire greatness in our kids. We want our kids to love learning and to confidently overcome the difficulties that they will surely encounter throughout their lifetime. Developing a growth mindset in your homeschool starts with how we encourage our kids to learn. Before we begin, let me share a homeschool hack. It involves the idea of block scheduling. This is very much like a university model. Schedule certain subjects on certain days of the week. This can keep things from becoming too predictable or monotonous. An example is Science Friday. Do all your science work in one day. And don't forget to add that fun hands-on experiment. You can break up the other subjects over two or three days, but keep more challenging subjects every day so they don't become overwhelming. The possibilities are endless. Speaking of possibilities, let's hear from Amy on instilling a growth mindset in your homeschool. Amy, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I know that we are both so excited about this topic, and so I'm going to preface this to our viewers that there may be times we stumble over each other because we are just, this is a topic that uh, we're very (laughs) passionate about. So bear with us. Um, Why don't you start off by just telling our audience a little bit about yourself and how you came to found um, rockyourhomeschool.net? Sure. Okay. So I am a homeschool stalker mom of five boys. They are 18, 16. 12, 10, and 7, um, and we started homeschooling, well, I guess I should like rewind that a little bit. Um, my two older boys went to public school for a few years, and then um, due to a congenital eye condition, my oldest can only see in one eye. Um, he was getting migraines, just some health issues and anxiety with that, and we decided to bring him home to homeschool. And all of his brothers wanted to join him. So that's how we got started on our homeschool journey. Um, Yeah. So, and my background is in psychology and community counseling. So growth mindset has just become a natural part of our homeschooling. I bet. I bet. Now, is your 18-year-old graduated or is this his last year of homeschool? He did graduate (laughs) this year. It was kind of, this last year was a bumpy ride with everything, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to, um, but he did graduate and now we're just trying to help him figure out his next step. So he's taking a little bit of time to work, take some online classes and then figure out if he's going to go into a trade or what to major in. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, he graduated. 
Well, congratulations. I'm sure it is uh, comforting to new homeschool parents to know that you can succeed and see your children graduate as you homeschool. I um, I was homeschooled as a child and I graduated as a homeschooler and went on to college. And so I always tell people, well, homeschool worked for me. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's important for us to see success stories um, along yeah. this journey in homeschool so that you don't feel like, oh, sure, when you homeschool the younger ages, you know, it may be a little more simple or, or it's um, more basic. And then, but no, as I get old, this children get older, there's no way I could do this. And I know um, my parents didn't have math degrees. They weren't scientists. And I was Mm -hmm. able to get through those higher end subjects um, just fine. So absolutely. Yeah. So your son's living proof of that as well. Yeah, definitely. And we're just, we're keeping open to what will be best for him in the long run. Um, He'd rather not be behind a desk all day. So that's where we're exploring options for him. So excited to see what will happen because I know he'll go far with whatever he does. So it'll be good. It's so nice to create that space, that pause for our children in every phase Mm -hmm. that they're in in their life, that they don't have to feel this pressure of, I have to know what I'm going to do. I'm 43. I'm doing what I love at the moment. I don't know what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And it may very well be what I'm doing now. But, you know, I think sometimes we tend to... um, tell our children that they need to get in the box and then stay in the box and they don't know what box to choose. Yeah. And that it can be very daunting, I think. And so um, yeah. it's very refreshing to hear that there's like-minded parents who are creating space for pause for their children. And I think that is a great segue to start talking about this idea of growth mindset in homeschool. So let's just start off with just a basic definition of growth mindset. Well, growth mindset is not my <laughs> concept. It was by um, developed by Carol Dweck uh, at Stanford University. And it just really took off. And my definition or idea of growth mindset is really when an individual, um, when we, we believe that abilities or talents, talents can be developed, that we can learn new things, try new things, um, that we're not stuck, we're not fixed, because the opposite of growth mindset is a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset is more when um, either you've got it or you don't. It's more of that black and white thinking um, that you're just born with it or you're not. So growth mindset um, just gives you that opportunity to um, try new things, test it out, and um, learn and work hard, um, overcome struggles and challenges and that type of thing. So I hope that makes sense. It does. And what I love about this idea of this growth mindset versus fixed mindset is we all come up against obstacles. And we can use this year of parents who chose to unexpectedly homeschool during a pandemic uh, oh, yeah. or virtual school. And now they're looking at other options for the coming year. There's still a lot of uncertainties going on. And so what I love is in a growth mindset, you just expect some failure. And that's oh, that's yes. real, right? That That is real. That's mm-hmm. that that unrealistic perfection that if I make this decision now and I fail, then in this doom or gloom, I've ruined my children. 
it would be a fixed mindset. But if I choose to take this year and homeschool my kids and I feel miserably, which you and I can attest that that's just not possible. (laughs) But for those parents who are coming into it um, to give them this information that says, even if you feel like this year was a complete failure in a growth mindset, you can look at it and go, okay, I didn't do well there and I can do, I can do better next time. Um, but it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be so black and white The throw the baby out with the bathwater. This year wasn't good. We're never going to homeschool again. Or this year was so hard with so many challenges. We must not be good at it. We're not going to continue on with it. So I think it's very mm-hmm. important for our audience to hear that um, growth mindset doesn't mean that you don't come up against challenges or that you are perfect in every endeavor that you try. It's this idea of when you try and fail, you know how not to do it the next time. Exactly. It's an opportunity to learn. Like mistakes are opportunities. They give you a chance to reflect and um, make a plan, make a strategy and what you could do better the next time. And that was one thing I left out was that growth mindset isn't always like sunshine and roses and positive, you know, it's realistic and it's looking at where you are, what actually happened and what you can do with that. And that's why I love growth mindset because um, I've studied a bunch of different um, like psychological approaches and therapy. And I just love the reality of it, that it's what you're actually dealing with. And you made a good point with like all of the new homeschoolers and that like, oh gosh, like math was just a complete flop. And how, and I know, I mean, I've, I am not perfect with growth mindset at all. Like if you flop in math, then it just somehow like spreads to other subjects and to the entire homeschool. And that's just not the case. So I love how you pointed that out, that it's just not that black and white thinking or throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I think math is an excellent example. I would say the first year that I was homeschooling my three girls, I mean, we talk about it. That first year of math was pretty much a wash. Like we did math to the best of our ability, but I was using a curriculum that I didn't quite understand how to walk through it with them, but Mm -hmm. I'm very persistent. So to a fault. Oh, that's good. (laughs) It's good, but it's bad, right? (laughs) Yes. Like it's great. But when you spend 36 weeks doing a math program that nobody's getting, um, you know, I feel like now what I, I know six years later is to stop to look at what's happening, put the brakes on, pause and say, okay, how can we be doing this better? Instead of, I need to check every box. This is what it says to do. If it's not working, it must be me, not the program and vice versa. Right. And so in, in reality, it's sometimes it's a combination of both. And I've done sessions on math in particular. And I said, I was unwilling to learn a new way to teach it the way they needed it. And so, but that we never, we didn't really lose a year of anything. We still were dealing with numbers every day. We still had something to process. And so I do think that, I don't know if it's our society, our culture, uh, maybe it's just individuals, like personality or a combination of all of that. But we kind of feel like if we can't do something well, let's not do it at all. Um, And that Uh is the very opposite of a growth mindset. That's the perfect example of a fixed mindset. Yep. I agree completely. And I think sometimes it's also like the stories that we tell ourselves or what we grew up with um, hearing. One of the things that um, I hear a lot, and I've done it myself, but like 
I have five boys and I'll say something like, or I've heard other people say, oh, well, he's the chess player and he's the athlete. And even those labels sometimes can lead us to more of that fixed mindset because sure, they play chess, they enjoy chess, but they have so many other things that they love and they do. And so, um, like you said, brought up math, like a lot of people are, oh gosh, I just can't do math. I don't like it. Oh, I can't teach my kids math. Well, in reality, and it's just like you did hitting the brakes, hitting the pause button and finding what works for you and your kids. So yeah, I think I made my point there. (laughs) So when we're talking about growth mindset in homeschool, um, kind of just walk our listeners through um, what that kind of looks like. Maybe just in a, a couple examples of how we can apply that. Because a lot of people maybe have heard this concept and, and mm-hmm. it's kind of an academic concept or a misconception of optimism versus pessimism, which we know is not true. Um, but mm-hmm. just kind of talk about a little bit about how that looks maybe in your own homeschool experience with your sons. How can you apply your a growth mindset in your homeschool? Well, I think first it comes down from the parents um, and learning everything that you can about a growth mindset and just not expecting yourself or your kids to be able to do it like that overnight. It's a gradual process. It takes patience. Um, one thing that I think can be helpful with growth mindset in your homeschool is when um, dealing with resistance. Mm -hmm. So if you notice that your child is resistant to starting a certain subject, let's say, uh, what's going on there. So for example, my 16 year old, when he was younger, um, handwriting was a big struggle for him. And it was slowing down, spending time with him, observing what he was doing, how it was going, Um, And then afterwards, just making some observations about what was going on and then having him talk with me and verbalize that. Um, So, for example, if he was just really frustrated and I could tell, like, I mean, even to the point he would get to tears, you know, and um, he I would just talk to him about it and say, um, what I say? <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh, so instead of saying to him, "Oh, don't worry," you know, you're you're doing a good job. Just keep going, okay? Which that can work. It can be helpful, but providing constructive feedback, um, talking him through it, like, "Oh, I noticed that this time when you were holding your pencil, you weren't holding it as tightly." You know, how did you think of doing that? How did you, you know, remember that last time you held it too tightly and that was really hurting your hand? And now this time, even though I know I see you're still frustrated, I see those tears. I noticed that like that your your letters look neater today and that your grip was so much better. How did you figure that out? And slowly building on that type of success to help him calm himself down, because that is something that I think happens a lot when you have a fixed mindset on something um, that you get upset Mm -hmm. and it's, and your, and your thinking gets out of control. And so it's just hitting that pause button, slowing down, you know, getting your base in reality and then thinking about, okay, what is going on? 
what's happening and what can I do? That, that, that was the part that I guess I missed there was that um, looking at the strategy of like, okay, how did you remember to loosen your grip on that pencil? Um, and just like that awareness can help your student or your child um, build on that for next time. Or, and then say, what can you do next time to do that? And then what else were you frustrated with here? I noticed those tears. Oh, it's just such a long paper. Well, what do you think we could do next time? Well, you know, and then let them come to you and say, well, maybe instead of doing the whole page, can I just do half the page? Mm -hmm. Sure, let's try that. And then building from there. So I hope that makes sense. <laughs> it does. But the internal part of my <laughs> perfectionism is like, oh, only do half the page. We have to do the whole page. It says to do all the problems. And that that is the freedom that I want to help parents coming into homeschooling gain is that there may be a whole page of handwriting to do, but if your child's frustrated and you're frustrated, it's, it, they're not learning anything by making them do that whole page. I've been guilty of that, of you must get all your math problems done. And it's like, there's tears and it's like, okay, we'll just push through. Well, I don't like pushing through as an adult. That's not a mm -hmm. good feeling. It's like pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Can we all live in that space? Sure. But are we thriving in that space? Not at all. Yes, exactly. And so part of that also with your homeschool is for parents and learning to loosen up some of our own thinking and, you know, maybe what we were brought up with or, you know, if we went to public, I, I'm a public school um, student myself. So, you know, certain things like you had your assignment and you did this and in homeschool, we have flexibility and we have freedom and, but that can be really hard at first to grasp that. I, I, my parents were teachers and I went to public school. Like I said, I didn't like what you don't have to start at seven Oh five. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things with homeschooling that we have this flexibility and this freedom, but it can take a shift in our thinking um, to, I mean, you might know it, you know, cognitively, but to really embrace it and be okay with it. Mm -hmm. That's where I think a growth mindset can really help. And being aware of it and, and then implementing it, I think is sometimes a huge leap. And I love how you said it's a mm -hmm. process because I am becoming so much more aware of things as a mom. I've done completely wrong <laughs> as a homeschool oh, yeah. instructor. I'm like, wow, I just really messed that up. Um, but again, it's not, I failed. And so now I can't go back and correct it or, or I have to leave it how it is and hope for the best. It's like, that's the beauty of the relationship when homeschooling that I think maybe sometimes gets lost. I've lost it with my own kids at times because I've, I have these set goals and because I'm persistent, I'm pushing through on these goals, but they're not helping anybody um, mm -hmm. enjoy or love learning. And, and really, I yeah. think homeschooling is in fostering an environment where there's a love of learning um, for the rest yeah, of your sure. life. And as a parent, you know, we have fears going into homeschooling and there's a lot of pressure. Like we're afraid that our kids are going to have gaps in their education or that we're not providing enough and we're not doing enough. So we feel like that whole page has to be done. Um, or we are lacking ourselves, like we're not doing our jobs and because we want the best for our kids. And when you really think about it, like let's say those math problems or the handwriting, doing half a page really well is 
just as good, if not better than doing the whole page, like, Mm -hmm. so I think it is, it's, it's that process and it's building on it. And even, and maybe taking that, that really difficult subject for that child or your morning routine that you just can't seem to get a handle on or whatever. Um, Doing one thing, you know, just try one thing that day with the growth mindset and then building on that. And then, because then, as you said, it's like you start, you're like, wow, this is really working. This is cool. And, and it makes the whole atmosphere of your homeschool so much more relaxed and you can thrive and yeah, such a difference. I will warn um, homeschool parents and, and just parents in general that like all new things, to start slow because I am a very passionate person. And so I want to come in and I want to, I want to apply growth mindset to every single area of our homeschool. And, and then 20 hours later of our (laughs) first day of school, because I'm trying so hard to apply these principles and everything that we're doing. And it's like, you know, the kids are done and I'm frustrated. And that's just it. Like with a growth mindset, even there's really no wrong per se. I mean, it's, it's, it's relative. It, I wouldn't even say it's a continuum. It, it's a kind of a continuum, but there's no like, um, okay. So this is what I was going to say earlier is that growth mindset, fixed mindset. There's no perfect person that has like, that has the perfect growth mindset. That is something that you can work towards, but we have things that like, I feel like it's like this. I don't, I don't know what that would be. Um, but so like, for example, for myself, okay. Growth mindset for me, let's go this way. Um, I love, I can run, soccer, writing, reading. Oh my gosh, I'm like there. When when it comes to sewing or knitting, my fixed mindset, I'm like, oh gosh. uh." So, and that's normal. We all have our our fixed mindset triggers, I believe is what Carol Dweck called it. And so that's okay. And it's good to be aware of that. So then you work on that and you build on it. And then the growth mindset things that you have that are like, you feel really good about, you have those too, to kind of help balance it out and to learn from those. Well, why does that come so easily to me? Why do I enjoy that so much? Because you have a different mindset about it. You, you think about that in a different way. So it is so yeah. true. I will, um, I knit and crochet and I love to do it. There isn't usually one project that I don't have to pull out and start over at least th- three to four times. And if I think of uh, something else in my life that I'm more a fixed mindset about, there's no way I would start over three or four times. I do it twice and be like, and I'm done. I'm not good at that. I don't have to tell it for it. Therefore, I'm not going to, you know, bother with Mm -hmm. it. But then when I, when I become aware of this, I'm like, okay, wait, you're willing to sometimes start that over 10 times to get it right. And the whole time I'm thinking, well, I know how to do it better next time. I know how to do it better next time. And that's the kind of mindset that I want to apply to other areas of my life, like homeschooling, like parenting, (laughs) probably cooking a little bit more in that needs (laughs) to go into that area as well. But that's, it's so wonderful because that's what I'm starting to see is coming out when I'm homeschooling my girls. When they Mm -hmm. get something wrong and it's wrong again and it's wrong, let's try it again. And then that frustration comes in and it's like, well, hold on. Now we know how to not do it and we can do it better the next time. And, and then, you know, I think with kids, it's so easy for them to say, oh, well, I'm just stupid. I don't get it. You know, I'm never going to get it. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. it's just not for me. And that idea is 
know if it was something you loved when you learned how to ride a bike, how many times did you fall? When you wanted to learn a new skill, you were willing to fail a million times over until it felt right. And that same feeling needs to be applied to, let's say, math. Yes, exactly. So like instead of it being an obstacle or this like it's a challenge and it's like, oh, this is exciting. Okay, so like, sure, this is hard. I mean, when you learn new things, it's hard. But that's a challenge. And like, oh my gosh, there's such an opportunity. Like, so I could do this or that um, and and make it that you learn from it. I was going to say make it fun. It's not always fun, <laughs> but <laughs> that you learn from it. And then you might fall flat on your face like 88 times. But that 89th time, when you make it, you're going to feel so good. And then I think that also helps, like you said, you brought up riding your bike, like giving your kids and yourself examples of those times that you worked hard, you worked hard, you you figured it out, and then you achieved what you wanted to achieve, like with your knitting. And so, um, yeah, I think it's really good when you can bring back in those real life examples to help them apply that to your homeschool math or foreign language, whatever it is. Um, Yeah. Well, I love to tell my girls that um, failure is not an option. Not that I expect perfection, but Mm -hmm. it's not an option to end it. Like just because you didn't succeed in it doesn't mean that, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to be able to pick it back up and try it again. And so failure is actually part of the process. So just embrace it. Something in our family, my husband always will say is nothing's ever easy, is it? And my (laughs) common response is, why do you expect it to be? Like, just expect that everything's going to come with its challenges because we all know that it does. And then you can rise to those occasions and be like, okay, here's an opportunity for me to think outside the box, for me to look at it from a different angle. You know, so many Mm -hmm. things that we can apply this to. Like you said, it, it comes, it has to start with us as parents being willing to change how we view those things so that we can teach our children to do better for themselves. Now a break to hear from our sponsor. Hey, Jimena, do you ever take a break from your regular curriculum, like to do a fun field trip or a unit study? Oh yeah, I do that all the time. I love to mix things up. Well, I know your son loves science. You should check out the new unit study from Bookshark. It's all about volcanoes. And it's free. Ooh, free. I like that. Yeah. Just go to bookshark.com slash freebies to see this new unit study and all their other free offers. Well, my kids are too old for this since it's for grades three to six, but it looks exactly like something we would have loved to do. And it's literature based like all of Bookshark curriculum. So there's a book you'll need called How Hot is Lava? You can probably get a copy from your library. The free unit study tells you which pages to read each day and then provides vocabulary words, discussion questions, activity pages, hands-on activity ideas, a YouTube video playlist, dictation passages, art study, and more. Wow, that's a lot of great stuff. And I love that it's a two-week study. That's a perfect length, in my opinion. You get to dive deep into volcanoes, and then you're done. Absolutely. It's a no-strings-attached offer from Bookshark for grades 3 through 6. Just go to bookshark.com freebies to request your PDF. Before we continue, let me share a weekly reflection. As a parent, I set the temperature for my household, figuratively and Literally, 
I don't let my kids touch the thermostat. But when I'm stressed out or anxious, my kids can sense it. They can sense my discomfort and then their behavior becomes less predictable. Granted, my ability to predict their behavior is always unpredictable, but my mood or actions can exasperate the situation. If I want my children to use tools to cope with stressful situations, then I need to be modeling those tools for them. And I'm not talking about perfection, but rather progress towards a healthy response to big emotions. What have you reflected on today? Please share your thoughts at bookshark.com slash podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Let's get back to Amy and hear how we can instill growth mindsets in our homeschool. And I think that one of the things that has helped our homeschool, and I know this is not easy, um, but just having a sense of humility and that we are not perfect. Like I am not perfect. I admit my mistakes all the time, my boys. And I'll say, whoops, <laughs> that what that didn't work out that well. Why, you know, and then we'll just talk about it. Like what happened? I mean, I am not always patient. I'm not always fun. I'm not always, um, you know, all of, you know, different things, but like I have a bad day and I wake up on the wrong side of the bed and I'll just say, listen, <laughs> mama's feeling a little bit cranky today, but and here's why I think here's what's going on, but here's what I'm going to try to do to get out of that bad mood or whatever. Or, you know, even with the homeschool stuff, like, oh, I picked this curriculum, <laughs> you know, maybe not the best choice for us at the time. I thought it was good okay, why isn't it working for us? What can we learn from that? And then how can we use that to pick out a different one? So I just, I do think it really does start with parents and being able to accept the fact that we don't know everything. (laughs) Step one, you don't know everything. (laughs) Step two, be willing to adapt because there's going to be things Every day in every moment that, you know, you're just going to have to adapt and and maybe step three, grant yourself pause, give yourself the space to breathe and say, let me just stop for a second and and let me see why this isn't working. Or let me even see if we need to continue this today. I mean, there's so many things Mm -hmm. that I feel like parents want to homeschool. Well, like we were saying in the beginning, right? We, We want our children to excel, but I think part of that learning process and showing them success is those things, admitting fault, pausing, changing directions when you need to. Um, and, and I think coming into homeschooling, you may not know that the, all those things are okay. Yes, definitely. And um, I think just pausing, you know, yourself and, and, and it's okay if your kids need to pause and like, if they're really just frustrated and, and you're trying to walk them through it and, and see things in a different um, frame or that type of thing. And they are just having a hard time, then it is okay to say, listen, we're going to take some time, take a break, um, go do something different and then come back though. I do think coming back, like you said, failure is not an option coming back to it, revisiting it and saying, okay, now that we've had a chance, have a little fresh air, whatever, let's look at what was going on. What was the problem? What were you thinking? Um, And then let's build a strategy to see what we can do different next time. Not that you necessarily have to finish it that right then and there, but what can we do different tomorrow? And I think that that's a big part of growing in your homeschool. Um, And it's okay. Like, it's okay to pause. It's okay to stop. Like that freedom, that flexibility, who says you have to finish 
you know, this math page by Friday at three. You really don't. I mean, I guess unless you you do some type of like hybrid schooling or whatever, and you have a deadline. But really, it we have the freedom to do that. So, yeah, just doing what works best for you and your kids in that moment. I love being able to tell my girls that um, we're going to finish. You know, come come what may, it's going to get done, <laughs> um, and we're going to find the strategies to finish it well. But in some instances, we're never going to do this again. Right. And I'm thinking more of like maybe you're looking at extracurriculars for your kids or you're trying to add in music or art. And and it was challenging and it brought no joy. But now, you know, and you don't ever have to pick that back up again. But good job that you completed it. And I give my kids an example. I ran a marathon several years ago. I will never run again. It is not enjoyable in any way. And people are like, man, you did all that training. You went 26.2 miles. I'm like, yeah, never again. But it shows them like, okay, I set a goal. I accomplished it. I didn't like it. And I don't force myself to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. That's a really good point. And then like, what did you learn from it? What did you Mm -hmm. gain from it? And then how did that help you become a better person? Because it did. It made you stronger. you, You had to figure out like, how you were going to figure like fit in that training because that is a lot of time and energy with raising a family. So, yeah, I think that is that's great that to do that and to learn from that and what you can take away from it. One thing that I had read in um, Carol Dweck's book was just talking about parents in general and how they praise their children. And so mm-hmm. this false idea of a growth mindset is to say like, oh, good job. You're so smart. You're so intelligent. Yeah. And we want to give them, she says, the gift of confidence. But when mm-hmm. we use it in a way that's judging their intellect or talent, like you're smart or you're so talented that came so easy for you, that is not growth mindset. Growth mindset, she says, is more um, giving praise to effort, to specific mm-hmm. things that they are, even if they are doing well in that. Um, is it because they're smart? That's a good possibility. There's part of it in there. But what it can communicate is that if I didn't do well, I'm not smart, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, So that parents need to be aware that when they're trying to implement this into their homeschool, I think it's so easy to be like, Oh, look how smart you are. You're, you know, you did, you're such a good girl. You study, you know, it's like you have to find ways and be intentional on promoting this mindset in, in other areas. And so we have to change our verbiage even when we're talking about this. Absolutely. And I think that's actually um, a bonus or perk, I guess we have as homeschoolers because we are usually with our kids all the time. So not only in homeschooling, like you said, but in other areas of their lives. Um, but yes, like it is recommended that in staying away from the general, the vague praise of like, oh, you're so pretty. Oh, you did such a good job. Oh, yeah. Where get more, um, or I love the outfit that you picked. Like even that is getting a little bit more specific. Um, or wow. Um, tell me like another thing really great to do with your kids is to ask them a question to get their feedback. Like show that you're paying attention. And that you, you've noticed the effort that they put in. So like, let's say, for example, with the handwriting. Wow. I am like, I just can't believe, or maybe that's not the best thing, but like, wow, the way that you um, fit your letters in between those lines today, how did you do that? Tell me what you did 
to make that happen. Um, and just praising the effort, praising what they thought about doing in order to make that happen. Um, you know, because you might see somebody pick up a pencil and write, but like th there's a lot of different steps that have to go on in your brain to make that happen. And so that also helps your kids slow down and say, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, today I got my pencil and I just, you know, walking through all of that. So, um, yeah, so praising the specific, um, breaking down what you've observed. Um, and uh, let's see what else. I like how they got to the outcome. How how was that successful or not successful? Because you're not always successful. So, um, and, but you can praise when you've had a mistake. Like you don't just praise when you got a hundred percent. So let's say you're working on a science lab report and it's not like a hundred percent, let's say. Um, there's room for improvement. Um, but you can still praise the effort, praise the hard work that went into it, praise the difference from yesterday to today, um, and then talk with your kids about what they can do to improve that work and then do better the next time. So I hope that makes sense. Um, yeah, I think that um, I think that one falsehood would be to say that there isn't room for improvement. Right. And, and you, it makes me think of like professional athletes with the Olympics, you know, going on like, mm -hmm. you know, these there is natural talent in some of these people. Right. I mean, there there mm -hmm. there is some extra leg length that helps in certain, you know, in certain physique, you're going to have a natural ability to do it maybe a little bit faster than somebody else. But the praise of the effort, like they still have to practice. They still have bad days. They Their body still hurts as they're stretching even the limits of what they did the day before. And so telling mm -hmm. our kids that there's always room for improvement. That perfection is nothing that is ever going to happen. You know, we, we and they get a mixed message because there is a perfect score, right? There's a hundred percent. There is a ten mm -hmm. out of ten. Um, but I try to tell my girls like that isn't that isn't perfection. Like yes, you you got the answers right, but. Um, there's still room for improvement in all things because we're, it's a process. Our lives are a process. Everything that we do, learning and relationships and, and mm -hmm. just being alive, it's all a process. Exactly. And I also think it's also really good to, you know, how, how do you feel with it? Like you might, like, let's say uh, the Olympics, like get an 8.3. I don't know. I just threw out the number. But you feel really good about what you did. So just because somebody external is judging you based on whatever requirements, but you feel amazing about that performance for whatever reason, that's what matters. And it's maybe that's an improvement. Maybe last time it was a 7.6. Whoa, that's huge. Mm -hmm. So I think that's also another really big thing to keep in mind. It's like checking in with your kids and yourself about how you're feeling about that. Like, it might seem so little and nobody else might notice in your homeschool, but that like, maybe you had a goal of starting around 8 a.m. every single day and you did it and you're like, oh my gosh. Now that might seem like not a big deal to anybody else, but for you, it was huge. Now maybe one day you started at 8, 10 or something like that. It was around eight o'clock. So I think just like recognizing 
the um, the progress that you're making is huge. I think it is such a good tool with our kids too, so that they see that we're not expecting perfection. And so in that, there's almost this relief. I One of my twins, um, she is just a natural perfectionist. And so we've worked really hard on on letting her see the beauty in the progress, the beauty in the failure and, and check it and like checking in and saying, okay, well, you didn't get what you thought you were going to get, but how did you feel about it? Like, tell me where you think, you know, maybe I was a little too harsh in my grading of that, um, you know, for some subjective subjects. Mm -hmm. And then it's a, then we can talk about it and that's life too. I mean, you and I both know that with bosses inside companies and, and working and, and being in the world, like, there's a bar and somebody looks at you and says you didn't meet it, but instead of quitting or throwing a fit or talking bad about, mm-hmm. you know, your boss and that, uh, that never works out well, um, coming back around in a, in a positive way with critical thinking and saying, Hey, can you, can you sit down with me and tell me where, where the, where you came up with this or, or how I can improve. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that goes back to that idea of humility, which is one of those lifelong things that we we're all going to Absolutely. work on for the forever. Um, but it's right. something it's that not it's not. And I don't, I don't know that our society stresses enough how important um, contentment and success, all of those things really are wrapped up in, in humility. Yes, I agree. And I, yeah, like that's the other thing with growth mindset. It really does prepare not only yourself, but your kids for the real world and how to deal with um, feedback, whether that's constructive or not, and how you can turn feedback and, and, and reframe it to be another, to being constructive. Like, how can you use that? Whether if that's somebody coming to you and saying, oh my gosh, you're so horrible, and da, 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 da. Like, okay, well, what, what are they talking about? Let's get more specific. Let's mm-hmm. check in with them and see what we could do about that, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how this idea of growth mindset really just reaches into every aspect of life. And so that's why I think you and I are very passionate about it because we know how it can change everything from the top down, from a parent going into homeschooling and then working that into your homeschool with your children that there are so many in my, in my household, so many less tears now that I've been on this road of changing myself and my mindsets so that I can help Mm -hmm. my kids change their mindsets um, and and see that there's always room for improvement in areas. Cause there's sometimes where I'm like, man, I, you know, I've got a real growth mindset about that. And then another area will come up and be like, how can I be so fixed in my thinking about this particular Mm -hmm. thing, which is just a natural part of being human, right? We definitely want to go toward what what we're good at. We all have, we have, yeah, we have good days. We have bad days. And if things are just, you're just tired or not feeling that great. And something that usually isn't that hard for you with, you know, it's like growth mindset oh, I can just go boom <laughs> south real quick. So, and, and just looking at that and saying, okay, what's going on with me? Why, why is this a struggle for me today? And what, what can I do to make that to better now and then prevent it tomorrow, hopefully, and go from there? I would think that possibly on the surface, another misconception of this idea is that, um, oh, well, mediocre is okay 
like what, you know, a uh, substandard is fine because you put in a little bit of effort. And so, so that mm-hmm. could in homeschool translate, well, are we, what am I really teaching my kids? And that's not at all what we're saying with this. No, right. Exactly. I mean, we, we're not looking for mediocrity or, you know, we want our kids to become the best version of themselves. That's, I think, the ultimate goal here. And so how can we help them figure them out, provide that environment, and then set goals, reach them and go beyond. So absolutely. And growth mindset does help with that. Because when when you're working on the growth mindset and you're practicing it, you might set a goal, you might reach it. And then you want to keep going. You want to make more strategies to get better. Um, and like my, like my, that lefty, my 16 year old, I was talking about with the handwriting, I'm blown away. I mean, it's been several years now, but the effort that he's put in the strategies that like he's learned, taught himself, basically his handwriting is so much better than mine. It's beautiful. And really that came from him. Like, yes, we had some curriculum and he practiced and he worked at, and he worked at it really hard. Um, and he could have taken the easy way out and there's nothing wrong with just typing. He wanted to get better with his handwriting. And so he's made that happen. So, um, yeah, no, we don't want to settle for mediocrity. <laughs> and I think if you're understanding growth mindset and, and even, um, you know, observing growth mindset, you will see that there is only growth because you see that your um, possibilities are limitless, When you can see that, yeah, I'm not going to do something perfectly the first time or maybe not even the first hundred times, but I'm growing, I'm getting better. And so when you do reach those goals, then you're excited for the next one because you know that Mm -hmm. you can grow, that you're not, you haven't hit a ceiling and now you can go no further. Um, You have limitless potential in whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not going to always feel like growth. I mean, sometimes it's going to feel like bad because you fail and that doesn't feel good. I mean, but that's when you hit the pause button and you say, okay, what can I learn from this? Mm -hmm. And then that is the growth part of it. And then you start to feel better. So there will be moments where it's not so great, but you rise above that. Yeah. And if you're not having moments of not so great, I'm not sure that you're doing it right. (laughs) (laughs) That's the truth. (laughs) In all things, particularly homeschooling. (laughs) Right, right. I always joke with my friends and say, you know, I haven't woke up one day where a bird came on my my windowsill and jumped onto my finger and started singing with me, you know, and like in all the Disney movies. (laughs) Oh, just hasn't happened yet. (laughs) Mm -mm. If that could just magically be a cup of coffee, that would be. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That would be amazing. All right, Amy. So we are getting ready to wrap up this session on growth mindset. What do you feel like would be a great tip to end with for our parents who are listening? They're getting excited, um, and they wanna they wanna keep going. So how do they do that? I think it starts with you as the parent and educating yourself, um, reading, watching TED talks. There's you type in Google. You'll find growth mindset talks. It's amazing. Um, some of my favorite books was that one from Carol Dweck, The Mindset, A New Psychology of Success. Another amazing book, um, and I think you said you just read this, is Grit by Angela Duckworth. Fantastic. 
um, book. And so I think educating yourself, but also remembering this is not something that you have to master and have read the entire book and like have things memorized before you start with your kids. You can start right now, start today, just being mindful, being aware of, of what's going on, of what you're saying, how you're saying it, but don't, I, I, I caution that, like, I just want to like say, don't be afraid. Like if you don't say something perfectly in growth mindset um, format, it's okay, you know, just, just pause, think, okay, how did I really want, how do I want to say this? How can I say this in a growth mindset way? And just saying, oh gosh, sorry guys, I didn't mean to say it like that. Or you can, you can say that, or you can just say, oh gosh, this is what I meant. And you're learning and you're growing. So you don't have to have this perfect first time, second time, hundredth time around. It's a process and it takes time. It's gradual and it takes patience. Um, but it's totally worth it and something that you can work on with your kids. Definitely patience with yourself and then patience mm-hmm. with your children. Um, yeah. I did start reading that grit book. And um, again, I'm like a, I tend to be an all or nothing kind of person, which is definitely more of a fixed mindset. And so I do have to to tell myself that just one chapter a week or just a couple pages at night is okay. It's okay if it oh, takes me. Mm-hmm. 30 or 60 days to get through something, or, um, I usually find it on audio because then I can listen to it when I, when Mm -hmm. I'm doing something else, because as a busy homeschool mom who works part-time, you know, sitting down to read an academic book. Yeah. That could take me a while. Right. So uh, the audio works. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. But especially when your kids are older and you're reading along with them, like classics or whatever, you don't have a lot of time. So yeah. So I have them on audible. Mm-hmm. putting my earbuds, putting away laundry, making dinner, um, listening to it. And the more I listen to, I learn. like, I, I don't know how many times I've read these books. I learn something new, at least one thing every single time. And I just t- try to apply it to life. I mean, um, you can keep a journal if you want, if that's your thing. I, I often use my phone. I use that voice memo app and I walk or I run and I'll, I'll have some like light bulb moment. And I'll just start recording myself like, Oh, you know, I was thinking about this with growth mindset or whatever. And, you know, you just carry it into your life and do the best that you can with it. Well, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us about this subject that I absolutely cannot get enough of. Um, Maybe my second career will to become a psychologist just so I can do even more study about the growth mindset. Um, I want to remind our listeners and those who are watching about rockyourhomeschool.net. Amy did write a blog about um, homeschool and growth mindset that you can find on there um, with lots of helpful tips and tools for homeschooling. Thank you so much. We appreciate your time. That's it for this episode of Homeschool Your Way. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Homeschool Your Way, a podcast by Bookshark. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening now so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you have questions you'd like the hosts to answer or have any feedback about the podcast, please visit bookshark.com slash podcast to leave your comments. Or you can simply email podcast at bookshark.com. Thank you.